mind, I want you to honor the Lord on this Resurrection Sunday with your best praise of God. Your best praise of God. should have danced right then. It's okay. Two or three of you should have recognized he's talking to me right now. And I don't, I don't know why he's messing with me from the beginning, but he's on my street. He's got my address. Because I was just about to say I've had enough. I was just about to throw in my towel. And then he messed around and said, it's my assignment. As if he were listening when I was about to tell God I'm done. I know I let God know I'm tired. I, I've done all I can do. I know I've already said I'm ready to give it up. Here's my flag. Somebody else can take it because I'm 
I've come here, I've come, come to share this Resurrection Sunday. I'm, most of you who have ever done leadership training at some point will have at least run into a story, if not this one, one similar to it. It's a story called, Whose Job Is It Anyway? A story about four people named everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody. There, there was an important job to, to be done, and everybody was sure that somebody would do it. Anybody could do it, but nobody did it. Somebody got angry about that because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought about anybody could do it, but nobody realized that everybody wouldn't do it. It ended up that everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could have done. I think you get the message. No matter how confusing it may come across, it's all about responsibility. The women that morning took on the responsibility of tending to the body of Jesus. No amount of adversity could cancel their self-imposed assignment. You know, you will not find anywhere in scripture where someone said, this is your job. And in the words of those country uh, persons, get her done. You, 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 you'll not find um, a committee that gathered together, uh, the post-burial committee, Lester G wasn't there, but had he been there, he might have said, Paul Barrows, get together. And when the service is complete, you will carry the body. Not nobody. And yet, they take it upon themselves. Now, wait a minute, hold on, Bishop. What do you well, well, they 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 kind of understood just from the attendance at Calvary, that bros weren't gonna be there because they were scarce at the cross. The only real known disciple standing cross-eyed, you like that, was the beloved disciple to whom Jesus commended the care of his mother. We know Peter was still having his breakdown because he just a few moments ago had cussed a bunch of folk out. If you say believers don't cuss, please don't read Peter's story. I don't know what the words would have sounded like in coining Greek or in Arabic, but he said something. I'm sure they had the same effect as four-letter words today. And we know that they were somewhere huddled together because when they finally did get to 
see the resurrected Lord, the Bible describes it as being in the room with the door being locked. Now, I don't know about you, but if there are 11 brothers in one room, well, there were 10 at the time because Thomas wasn't there the first time. 10 men in one room, we shouldn't have locked door. Two or three gathered in the name, we won't need it up to So it tells you something about them at the moment that they may still have been under the umbrella of fear. But these women, they get up early in the morning. I don't know. They, they didn't have any watches. You could not set your iPhone, Android alarm. But they knew that they were going before the break of day to get there with the recognition that they had no ability to move a stone, but they were going. They were going. They, 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 had, they had in their hand, they had anointing oil. I'm going somewhere. They had the oil prepared for burial. They had anointing oil in their hand. They were going there. They were going to get there. They let, let me let me see if I can work with this for a moment. The women at the tomb demonstrated four things. Just four. Just four of the many, but just four that I want to talk about. The first thing they did was they, they, they recognized a vacuum. What do you mean, Bishop? They saw a gap in what needed to be done and what was being done. And they were ready to fill the gap. You see, somebody's got to realize that there are gaps that need to be filled. And that's why Isaiah said, who will go for us and whom shall we send? In other words, there's a gap that needs to be. They recognized the vacuum that, that, that since the leadership was in mourning and the process steps were going on, since they were still reliving the nightmare of the loss of Jesus, and they realized his body needed to be tended. And I thought I would just tell you this right now. Jesus' body still needs to be tended. went over some of your head, but somebody caught it. Let, let, me, let, me, let me, maybe I'll get you on the next one. Do, do you realize that God has a way of opening up your eyes to vacuum places, areas that need to be tended? Oh, wait a minute. Somebody in here the reason you keep getting impressed 
and pressured and dream about and think about this issue that God has placed in your spirit that needs to be done is because you have vision for it even if you may not have position for it. Okay. Come on back, come on back. You'll work with me for a moment. No, number two, they not only recognize a vacuum, but they react as volunteers. They react as volunteers. What do you mean? Well, let me put it like this. Since the disciples were not in position to ask someone to go and do it, and since they, were, they had him in a borrowed tomb with only the preliminary work done on his body, they decided that we'll do what needs to be done even if no one asked us to do it. So they took the task strictly out of love. You see, you see, they did it because they loved him. They did it because it needed to be done. They did it because they knew he was the Lord. And, 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 and you know, don't ever sing again, Lord, I'm available to you. And every time God shows you something to do, you find an excuse. I'm not trying to hurt nobody, but, but let, me, let me see if I can make this even better. You, you know, we, we, we can sing the songs of Zion that speak to our availability and work for the kingdom of God, but singing it is not doing it. Because there are some of us who have master's degrees in excuse making. and extensive vocabularies of the why I can. When things have to be done in a timely manner, because if you are where you're supposed to be, you can see what you were supposed to see and do what was supposed to be done next. But if you don't get to where you were supposed to be, something is not going to happen that was supposed to happen and a connection is not going to be made. It's not just about you, but it's about linking to the plan of God for the future. Uh, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me walk with you just a little more. I just feel this there. They react as volunteers, you know. They, they were acting on an unstated command that rose up in their hearts. Ah, wait a minute, what do you mean? No fear could block love. 
Y'all missed it. No fear could block it. They, they listened to a still small voice that drowned out the contravening voices of reason. They, nothing could stop them from doing what they knew God wanted them to do. I want to talk to somebody right now who has an assignment on your life. And if it ain't but two or three of you I'm talking to, God could stop service so he could get to you. Let me talk to you right now. When God has put an assignment on you, you ought to let nothing get in the way of what God has imposed and given unto you because he gave it for a reason and you've been selected because there's something God wants to get done that only you can do and all you need to do is say have thine own way Lord have thine own way you know um this 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 uh, this this next one is is important to me because I believe number three they did it because they realized value. Come on, let me preach it to you. You gonna get this one now? Here it is. They realized the value of Jesus even if they didn't quite understand the full implications of the ministry of Jesus. Even if they didn't understand his pre-resurrection conversation and what he told them about what would happen in three days, even if they didn't understand that, they realized the value of Jesus, but they also realized the value of themselves. You, you see, you see, you, you sometimes will downplay you like you don't matter. Because you'll tell yourself, well, somebody else who has more degrees can do that. Uh, somebody else who has a, a, a higher GPA in school will probably do. Somebody else who's smarter, taller, fatter, faster, you, they, they, they'll do that. I, I, I'm not the one to do it. I, I, I'm not, you know, I, I've got, you know, I, I only been saved a short while and I, I used to be in a whole lot of mess. I, I had some, I've had some demons in my life and I, I just got over my demons and, and you know, I used to do some stuff out in the street and what I used to do in the street you know, God would never ask somebody who's been in the street to do something for him. Cause you, you, can I help you right here? That's what gets me excited about this text. Because when they say it was Mary Magdalene, what they're talking about is a woman who's had eight demons cast out of her. When they're talking about the other Mary, they're talking about a person who used to be a sidewalk hostess or a prostitute. When they're talking about the other woman, they're talking about a woman who has served God and God's people. What you have done in your past is not an indication of what God will do in your future because God wants to use you just as you are. There may be some things I can't do, but this right here, 
this right here. I can do this. I can do this. There, there are some things I can't do, but this I can do. Let, let me, let me, let me, let me do this. I, I'm, I'm almost done. I'm getting ready to sit down. I'm getting ready to stop. I got to close. I got to close. It's all over. It's all over. It's Easter. Can, can you, can you get this last one? As they were going, wee hours of the morning, they walking on, 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 rocky roads I just want to help somebody because sometimes when your sandals hit rocky roads pebbles get in your feet and I just thought I'd help you here that if you thought the road was going to be easy just because you're getting ready to do something for Jesus you ought to get it out your mind you got to walk on the rocky road and you may have to walk in the shadows of the night. Other folk may not see you, nor may they appreciate the fact that you've got something to do and an assignment on your life, and you've got somewhere to be. And I just, I just, th this is number four. I believe they reflected on the vision. <sighs> if, you, if you don't mind, thank you. If you don't mind, let me just, let me say this. I believe they reflected on the vision. What? What's the vision, Reverend? To anoint the body of Jesus. That, that's all they could think about. I, I'm just thinking about the fact that I want to anoint his body. I, I just want to get there to anoint him. And I thought I would say this to you right now. Everybody ought to have that same vision. To anoint the body of Christ went over your head. You ought to have that same vision that you carry some oil with you so that wherever you go, there's an anointing and an anointed fragrance that comes with you that you can anoint the body. Oh, let, let me, you didn't get it yet. Let me see if I can work it one more time. Watch this. I'm going somewhere with this thing. They get there to the place where they thought they were going to see a dead body. Nobody there. They get to the place where they thought they were going to anoint a dead carcass. They thought they were going to anoint the body and cover up the stench of death as it came over a body, but there was no body I, can I, 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 I want to help you with your assignment. Yeah, if that's your vision and you've been working on it and you've been thinking about it and this is what you know, I know God gave me this. I know God showed me this. God told me this is what I'm going to do. Let me help you here. This is a word for your soul because you need to get this in your spirit. It's going to bless you for your next assignment that God has for you. Don't be too disappointed. If the vision that stimulates action is not the manifested product. Woo! 
I, I just went deep. Somebody got to catch up with me. Let me put it to you like this. You got a vision that got you moving in a direction and you thought it was going to come out one particular way. But by the time it finished, it was something completely different that you didn't recognize. Don't you be disappointed by that because it's not your vision. It's God's vision. And God will use anything to get you stimulated to go to the places where he wants you to be so he can use you to do what he wants you to do. Don't you be disappointed because God is doing a new thing. Bishop, what you talking about? This sermon is crazy. This is cray cray. I know it is. Because if you don't have an assignment on your life, you don't understand a blame thing I'm saying. But if you've got an assignment on your life, you ready to run and cry right now. Because I don't talk about stuff you've been going through. So let me try and help everybody get this. When they got to the tomb, based on the assignment that was on their life, the stone had been rolled away. And what they thought they were going to do, they could not do. But because they went based on the assignment that God had given them, God gave them something greater than burying a body. Instead, God gave them a theophany. That is a vision from the Most High God. And they got to see an angel. They got to talk to an angel. They got an assignment fresh from an angel and the angel gave them the assignment go tell my disciples uh, tell them to meet me in Galilee now that's not what you had in your mind when you left your house that morning but I'm using you for what I need uh, and I got good news uh, that I need you to share I want you to go tell somebody I feel like preaching up in here don't tell somebody that God's not dead. He's yet alive. Go tell somebody he's risen from the grave. Look at somebody say, neighbor, I may not be a preacher, but it's my assignment to give you good news. He lives. He lives, he lives, he lives, he lives, he lives, hey! I got good news for you. Each one of us ought to be bearers of good news that he lives. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. I'm done, but I want you to bow your heads for just a moment. I gotta stop, I'm way past my time, but I'm done. Before I walk out this door, before you walk out this door, you, you, you may feel like quitting or you may have felt like quitting, but I come to tell you, the devil is a liar. 
there's still work for you to do. There's still an assignment for you. They, they, they responded to his voice with acceptance of the new assignment. Sharing the good news. I'm, I'm, I'm done, but I'm, I want to say this to someone right now. The assignment on your life and the anointing you carry is not for dead things. It's for a living body. And the Apostle Paul says that we are the body of Christ. And if we are the body of Christ, any assignment God's given you, he's given it to you for the body of Christ. So that God can be glorified. The anointing on your life is going to destroy yokes. I'm talking to somebody right now. The anointing that you carry is a kind of anointing that'll cover up the stench. That'll bring people out of darkness into light. The anointing God has on you will lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. Demons will be cast out. God wanted me to tell you there's an anointing on your life. And it's your assignment. I, I close. I'm done, but I'm close. I'm, I'm, I want to give you this old Charles Wesley hymn. Some of you old Baptists in here know it. Show enough. A charge to keep I have. A God to glorify. A never dying soul to save and fit it for the sky. To serve this present age, my calling to fulfill. Oh, may I in all my powers engage to do my master's will. Come on, bless the Lord. I stand the doors of the church open. Maybe there's someone here today who looking for a place of worship, looking for a church home. If you're here today, you're looking for a house of worship and a family. If you're online, you can reach me at one of our phone numbers or email me. But if you're here today and you say, I want to be a part of this church and I'm not a member yet, but I want to be one, just lift up your hand and I'll have an usher walk towards you right now and give you some information. And no matter where you are, if you're in the balcony or in the overflow room, if you're here today and you say, Bishop, I want to be a part of your fellowship. I want to be a member of that wonderful saints that church there.
every head bowed, every eye closed as I pray for you. Father, I thank you for your people now. I know, God, you're speaking to someone. When you're walking down their alley, remind them, God, of who you are and of what you have given them an assignment to do so that the resurrection does not remain as just an Easter celebration, but let it be a constant reminder of the task we must do daily, sharing the good news, carrying the anointing to those in need. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know. Resurrection Sunday to you. I love all of you. So glad to see you in church. Amen. So glad to see each one of you. Saw my, I think I saw my buddy back there, uh, Brother Derek Butts back there, home visiting with Mama. Amen. Good to see you, my boy. And my man, 20 grand. Good to see you. So glad to see you. And my good deacon is here. He's hiding somewhere. He's been out for a minute and taking care of his wife back in church. Where Deacon Daniels at? Somebody. He's hiding. Oh, he's hiding outside. Hey, I'm so glad to welcome Deke back. Give Deke a big hand. Just like him. Amen. I'm so excited to have him back. And then I've, I've been trying to celebrate this all month long, but I get to celebrate it in earnest. They actually earned it now. The Wilsons are celebrating 60 years. You know, since that's triple life, I hope God give you a triple crown, Deacon S. <laughs> God bless you. I love you. I want you so bad. Amen. I'm just glad and excited. I want to thank all of you for being in this worship experience. Would you help me now? thank our youth department. What a beautiful Elder Varner, Elder Wade, 
would you would you stand up, baby? Stand up. Stand. Yes, yes, yes. What a beautiful job with our babies. Thank you so much. We we love you. And Vernicia, where she at? Vernicia, what a wonderful job with the dance ministry. Our babies were beautiful this morning. They added so much to the worship experience. Amen. Let me thank God for the musicians and the mass choir and Sister Gloria over here. What a beautiful job. Amen. I tell you, I'm praising God for each one of you. Well, you do know <laughs> if we're here today, Lord have mercy. Is that, that ain't Brother Brown, is it? Amen. Yeah, th listen, if we're here today, <laughs> I'm sorry. I saw your mama in my mind. I know she's smiling. Amen. I just, I just, uh, yeah. If you're here today, and if you've been concentrating, and... <laughs> Consecrating, then you are excited about today because today means the end of the consecration. So let's just praise God for the breaking of the consecration. Today we celebrate, thank you, Lord, for bringing us through these days of consecrating before you. I can't thank you all enough. I can't thank you all enough. It's been a great consecration. I, I don't know about you, but I've enjoyed myself in the Lord this year. It's been wonderful. We're getting ready to get out of here. Again, if, if I did not mention your name just a moment ago with all those names, I've been charged in my head, not my heart. Um, Nicole, I hope you heard me waving at you there just now. Nicole brought us what a wonderful job with our children. And, and Sister Toby, thank you, baby. We love you. I know you're working with the dance ministry. and All of y'all, amen. Y'all, let me tell you something. Whenever you see this many folk get up on a stage or pulpit, you know a lot of work went into making that happen. So I want you to help me really thank our youth department for what a wonderful ministry today. What a beautiful ministry. Thank you. What a beautiful job everybody did, and I want to thank you all. I love you all, love the Lord. Tuesday, I'll be online with you at 6.30. Wednesday, 1 o'clock, I'll be with you on the phone prayer line. Join me in the name of the Lord. Amen. Oh, my goodness. My wife just looked at me and said, Good Friday. And she gave me that look like, man, you know we had a great time. Let's thank God for all of our Good Friday preaching and teaching. Woo! Ministers, thank y'all, every one of you. What a beautiful job. If you have not heard the Good Friday sermons, they are online. Please 
to go in, listen to the preaching, teaching, and the wonderful music from our band and praise and worship team. It was a beautiful service. Good Friday. Thank you so much. I would have felt horrible if I walked out this door and not thought about that. Amen. I love you all with the love of the Lord. We're getting ready to go now in the name of the Lord. You, you reminded me. Oh, thank you. Amen. We're getting ready to leave. Now, for those of you who have not been here since the pandemic, what we do on the way out, we give on the way out of the door. So if you have not given yet, many of you give electronically. There are three ways to give, through Givelify, Cash App, or Mail. We're not putting any pressure on anybody. You let the Lord lead you. You know your tithe that you're supposed to give. You know the sacrificial offering. If you said you're going to give to the campaign and help us keep the lands that God has given us, give as God told you to give. So on the way out the door, you can just drop it in the bucket as the ushers let you leave. Amen? So just leave it there. I'm, I'm, I'm at the place now where I'm asking God to just do what God does. Bless God's people and let God's people be a blessing. And let all of us do what we know we're supposed to do. Amen. Amen. I, I live on this trust thing with God, and he's never failed me. And if you ever seen, you know, you look around in the, when you're in the background, you're like, you're making me nervous. I just, hey, I don't get nervous. I just say God's got it. And somehow God always has it. Amen. If you want to leave a special Easter offering, please mark it Resurrection or Easter. Amen. So that we know that you gave special on this day to the cause of Christ. Amen. Well, I love each one of you. We're getting ready to pray as we close. Band, y'all kick it in gear. And I'm getting ready to pray. The ushers will come and let you out row by row. Amen. Amen. Let's look to the Lord. Father, we thank you. Go with us now. Bless us as we leave this place, never to leave your sight. In Jesus' name we pray for both the online audience and the in-sanctuary audience as we give God. Restore it and teach us, God, how to be cheerful, hilarious, joyous givers. And God, you show us even the return. In Jesus' name, amen. Now go in peace, and the peace of God go with you. You know what I say. Shalom. Ushers will come row by row and let you out.